This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Oh! Yes. Let's go, Kansas State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. And we're all back together, going three wide. We're on Twitch, we're on YouTube, we're on the Odyssey app. College Hoops and NBA loaded night tonight. Got some props to look ahead to. It's time to jump in on the props market before the divisional rounds. Get those things in early. Everybody bets them up. We know how that works. And look, the Wizards playing the Knicks tonight, Ryan. And they've got their whatever city uniforms are they are this year. They explained it. I still don't know what it is. Did you bet on the Wizards tonight? I did not, but yeah. I, do have, I do have a bet in the game. I'm going to bet the Knicks. Me too. I'm on the Knicks too. All right. Yeah. I almost did. Yep, I did. I got too afraid because you never know when the Wizards are going to, you know, Reverse wizard. When they're gonna whiz? Yeah, when they're gonna whiz. Whiz on you. You so right over there? I took. Yeah. <laughs> She's trying to fix the TVs. Oh, thank you. She's the TVs. in the thick of it, You're trying a to saint. get all the. Yeah. Because when, saint. when you do one, another one turns off, another one turns on. It's it's a whole big battle. It I takes quite three, some time. The TV remote three has is is on the struggle bus. I just changed its uh, batteries, and it still doesn't really. <laughs> you know what I miss? You know what I miss? Uh, that that has been destroyed. Interns. Yeah. Now, not unpaid interns. We all had to do that. That yep. wasn't really cool, or no, in my not. opinion, it should have should not have been legal. Hey, you got credit. Come on now. Yeah. For what? Yeah. Like the, your work? Classes. Yeah. I yeah. never got any credit. Really? See, I never got any school no. credit. No. Nothing. No. Really? Nothing. Zero. How did you intern? Uh, I interview. I, I interned at in a political spot. Actually. Did you uh, get paid though? No, they didn't pay me. It was unpaid. The West Wing. It's supposed to be no one credit. or the other. <laughs> I think it's no like pain. legally supposed to be It was Ron Wyden's office in Eugene, Oregon, and then I also interned at UBS. UBS, really? I got paid at UBS, mm-hmm. though. Hmm. Mm-hmm. See, it's got to be supposed to be one or the Swiss other. Swiss Bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ultra high net worth. They had me picking out, uh, like, curtains for rich people. <laughs> oh, really quick, guys. I got a six-star play, and you can still get the same number, so let All me right, throw it ahead. out because the game's already underway. South Florida, I bet them at 11 and a half. They're down to nine and a half right now. I love now. that bet. They've won seven of their last eight. Not a great defensive team, but they average 76 points per game. I think they're going to be able to uh, keep this one close. Memphis has won 10 games in a row. What goes up must come down. South Florida plus nine and a half over at BetMGM right now. 19 minutes to go in the first half. Two nothing lead. Make that five nothing lead. That's great. Let's go Bulls. Yeah, no, South Florida was a play that, or South Florida Memphis was a game that I had circled on my calendar. I just forgot it was today. You're right, Ryan. Like Memphis has been on a hot streak, but that's a lot of points against a very good South Florida team. Uh, let's go back to that Knicks games r- really fast because uh, the prop that I want to give out is mm. one that I made a mistake on. I actually <laughs> only took Isaiah Hartenstein over 13 and a half rebounds, but the play that I like more is PNR. Uh, that's points and rebounds. Over 22. Pick and roll. <laughs> yeah, pick and roll. That's 22 and a half. We're seeing guys like Jalen Duran get mm-hmm. 39 and a half points and rebounds. Like, this is an awesome spot for Hartenstein. He had 19 rebounds the last time that these two teams played. So, I really, really like him in this spot. Do you guys have any props in this game? Same yeah. one. Same one. Nice. Yeah. The rebounds. Yeah. 13 and a half. We rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're rolling tonight. I actually uh, went a different route, even though I should have gone that one too. Julius Randle points and rebounds. I like Just it. Just because he's... My only concern in this is a blowout. 
and guys get sat. But that's yeah. the risk that you have to take in these types of situations. Knicks, the Knicks tend to cover on a regular basis against bad teams. I mean, Tom Thibodeau has gotten them to the point where they are disciplined in that sense, and they they, they beat the teams the way that they're supposed to when they're double digit. You know, when they're beat when they're playing teams that are double digit underdogs. Also, over on uh, assists for Shea Gilgis Alexander. Because the Jazz just love to give up assists. Yep. Like, just love. And it's plus money. I don't know if it still is. Uh, it was plus, I think, 105 at over six and a half. So More on that game. I have the Jazz plus one and a half first half. The Jazz are on a roll, as we know. One of the hottest teams. I think, actually, the hottest team statistically in basketball. They've won six in a row. They're 15 and four straight up in their last 19 games. They've changed everything. They've brought Colin Sexton into the starting lineup. They've added John Collins as the starting five. They now have Chris Dunn, Ryan. Shout out to former Bull Chris Dunn. I know, I know. I kind of like his steals. And, but I yeah, I like on. his steals yeah, and his blocks yeah. too. I almost took that, but I had too many plays and I've been losing some money this week. So I like the Jazz plus one and a half. I was too scared to take plus three and a half against the Thunder, but the Thunder is uh, are 2-8 and eight against the spread in first halves in their last 10. Jazz are 7-3 and three against the spread in first halves. Do you have anything in this Jazz game? Yeah, yeah. I like the Jazz. Full game. I like them too. Yeah. yeah. That's what, we're like, we're, we're simpatico today. And then lastly, my, my play, it's a rebound night. Rudy Gobert against the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies have no center. We know that. That's been the case pretty much all year. It's just Xavier Tillman rolling out, a yeah. bunch of random, small, undersized centers. Rudy Gobert's number is 12 and a half. I love that number. Minus 110. You're looking at a guy who's getting 16, 17, 18 rebounds a game in his last five. Ridiculous. So those are my favorite. Isaiah Hartenstein rebounds, Rudy Gobert rebounds, Utah Jazz plus one and a half. All right, first yeah. Half. Yeah, I got here really early today. Busy day. Got here, in the here lab. On a Thursday. Yeah, so not even that though. This is I had like the uh you know, I had the uh I had the Saint and then I had the devil on both sides of my shoulder, right? Yes. And yes. and you know, the good the good angel was saying, Ryan, it's divisional round weekend. This is your favorite weekend. You have George Kittle props, you have <laughs> uh Christian McCaffrey props, you have Brock Purdy props, you have Lamar Jackson props. You have sides. You have totals. Take it easy tonight. It's it's Thursday, you know? But then the devil kicked in and it <laughs> said, Ryan, you're here until 11 o'clock tonight. You're a little tired. Let's get some action. So we got like half a unit plays tonight on every game. We're going to take the Knicks at home, 11.5 point favorites over the Wizards because the Wizards are terrible. We are going to take the Raptors, plus 2.5, opened at 3. They're taking on the Bulls tonight. Raptors have literally nobody. Why Nobody. the hell is that only two and a half? That's the WTF I wondered special. that as mm-hmm. well. Maybe they just think Emmanuel yeah. quickly is going to go crazy. Yeah. We're going to take the Jazz. Everybody loves the Thunder, including myself. Tough place to play. We like Utah. Nobody wants to go play in Utah. And then I like the under in Grizzlies. Timberwolves betted at 216. And what do you know? Got some closing line value down so, to 214 and a half. Then we're going to go over to College Hoops. We already gave out South Florida. I think that's actually all I have in College Hoops. Thank God. We go over to the NHL, though. Oh, God. When some zig. We zag. <laughs> Tonight, at home, right down the road, the Washington big game, who have been solid at home, 12-7-4. and four. They're taking on tonight the St. Louis Blues. What made you decide? Who have only won 8 of 20. This is out of nowhere. On the road. Yeah. The Blues have scored three or fewer goals in eight of their last ten games. But when some zig, we zag. Blues pull off the upset tonight wow. down the street here in D.C. Everybody get the hell off the road. We don't want traffic. I want to get home. <laughs> and that's what we got tonight. St. Louis Blues pull off the upset. We got one more, wait, too. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. Yeah. Really quickly, really yeah, quickly. We got one more. What uh, What compelled you to bet hockey tonight? Well, Scott's in here, and I figure, you know. He's in here every night. Well, 
you know, he's, he's, he's nice enough to sit and watch college hoops, watch the NFL, That's stick the around. Case. That's Stick around on a night. Monday night with me while I sweat out my sides or totals. Hang, hangs out with me because I think he's worried about me. So I said, <laughs> you know what? We're going to watch some hockey. So we also bet the Minnesota Wild plus 150 on the money line. Scott's probably thinking, why the hell would he do that? They're 18, 20, and 5 he on the took season. the Blues and the Wild. Yeah. This the two is like ugliest the dogs. parlay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? Put away <laughs> together. coach a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Now, I don't advise anybody to actually bet any of these with me except for South Florida, who I do like. They might win this game outright. I love. They the do look pennies. really good. Did you know what the money line number was for South Florida? I didn't see it. Was like it. plus four hundred. Nice. Yeah. I would have gotten that, that for a little really... sprinkle. Yeah. Um. So that's what I got tonight. Is this the most hockey that you have ever bet in one night? No. No. There okay. were some nights in the early goings. Yeah. Where I was on hockey, yeah. and I've decided no, no more. No. 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 Yeah. Betting... I used to love the Kraken. That was my. Yeah. That was my stuff. Betting I... hockey is that's a tough go. I'd rather bet college basketball than hockey. I used to, dude. I had season tickets. We had season tickets because they were so cheap um, at the UC, and then the Hawks were good, and then obviously it was pretty tough to to keep those bad boys. But actually, when I interned, uh, they had me cover the Hawks, so I would go and watch them skate. That's what I called practice because they would never actually do any practicing that I would get to watch. <laughs> but I would watch every single game when it was Taser and Kaner and you know Hosa. I uh, I love those teams. I'm a little bit of a bandwagon guy, I guess, because. It wasn't even that they sucked. I would have continued to watch them. But, uh, you know, it was kind of a bad culture. I don't really want to talk about what went down there. Well, bad stuff. Yeah, yeah. Some really, really, bad stuff. How about we just awesome put it that stuff. way? But we're going to keep the mood going, and we're going to just throw one out there, even though it's it's this is just the best bet of the weekend. George Kittle, over 52 and a half receiving yards. I can't even wait until we uh, preview the game to give it out because... Yeah, I mean, we're just giving, we're just giving it out. Do you see what Jake Ferguson did against Green Bay? I Three did. Three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the one bright spot they had. So just play it right now. I, I expect that to go up. And that's what I got. I love it. Yeah, love it. Well, I have good news it. for both of you. What do you got? Guess who spoke today? Mike McCarthy, the still head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. He said, I came to Dallas to win a world championship, and that's why I'm standing here. Buy into us. I'm not going (laughs) to. Have I been? Ryan believes in my team more than I do. Not anymore, I don't. Yeah. Well, when will you let go of the rope? Yeah, I kind of wanted to see where you are, too, on this. Oh, I hammered the Packers. I knew they were screwed. But you were in on Dallas all year. I mean, you loved the Cowboys. This team's going to the Super Bowl. I love them, I love them, I love them. And once again, they cowboyed in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, the safe bet was always San Francisco. But I just thought the best value was with the uh, (laughs) Dallas Cowboys because the Philadelphia Eagles, I saw that coming eight weeks ago. The defense was terrible. They really miss Shane Steichen, and clearly they all hate each other, and Nick Sirianni's a doofus. Uh, like when the brains left, sorry, sorry, Scott, but when the brains <laughs> left the building, too, no apologies. when Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon, and I don't know if Jonathan Gannon's a good head coach, but I do know he's a much better defensive coordinator than Matt Patricia. Uh, yes. I mean, like Sirianni's ego is so big. They they were 10-1. and one. You beat Kansas City, who just beat you in the Super Bowl, obviously, like biggest game of the year, and he's in their tunnel. Like s talking them. Yes, you know, what I mean? like that's not it's a terrible. good look for a head coach. But that wasn't even the worst move of the season. The worst move of the season was when, of all people on this planet, he put trust in Matt Patricia to run that defense. Have we not seen enough Matt We've Patricia so to know Matt that he's Patricia. clearly not that guy on either side of the ball to he do anything? He got skinny, didn't he? Yeah, you know yeah. why? Because he's not make he's not making that head coaching money anymore. So he's taking Imitrex. Yeah, he's probably even ramen <laughs> noodles. It what is it called? What are they? Pozempic. Pozempic. Yeah, Pozempic. Yeah. He's probably doing some fasting. Yeah. You know, intermittent fasting. It's, it tends it's good to work. stuff. Yeah, you do the seventy-two hour fast once every month, and you decrease your odds of cancer. 
Uh, obviously, anyway. So, <laughs> but, but really quick on Mike Seems McCarthy. Seems like I'm talking to Tim Tebow. So right I now. thought Mike McCarthy was going to be gone. I figured he would keep his job if. Dallas protected home field, mm-hmm. and maybe they lose once again for the third straight season to San Francisco. Then you kind of have to bring them back. But now it all makes sense why you would bring Mike McCarthy back. Because Jerry Jones, there's two guys that make complete sense, maybe three. Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, and Mike Vrabel. All want all, control. All three of those guys, yeah, are going to want control. Jerry, Jerry's mm-hmm. never going to give up control. What Jerry should do if he wants to see another Super Bowl, world championship, before it's like all said and done, meaning, sorry, death, he should just move aside, put the smart people in charge. Like that's why I love. I would want the commander's job because for once the smart people are in charge. Yes. Josh Harris is like, hey, I don't have all the answers. I'm going to bring in a bunch of smart people from all avenues. And, and we're that is good leadership, my friend. Yes, yes. Jerry, I mean, and like I don't want him to go away. Like he could still be the mascot because that's what he should be. <laughs> like I want to see him in the box when they choke every year. That's the best part. Oh, yeah. I love the memes. You know. But uh, I, I just I can't believe that they're bringing Mike McCarthy back. But, I mean, the one thing also, Mike McCarthy's a good dude. At one time, he was a great offensive mind. He's a good guy, and I think maybe that's the other thing that saves his ass is you heard Dak at the podium right after the game. If Mike McCarthy's on the hot seat, I should be on the hot seat too. So I think That's maybe just a he good got person like, saying that. Yeah. Honestly, is there anybody more already on the hot seat, though, than Mike McCarthy? Because if things aren't... No. He's already should be fired. So he's a dead man walking. But, like, we thought that coming into this year, too. I did. And and it's like it hasn't changed. That's why I just look at this. I mean, Tristan and I were talking about this last night, Ryan. It's like Jerry Jones is not – actions speak louder than words. His words say, I want to win another Super Bowl. His actions say, eh, things are fine. Yeah. That's what you would go out there with all of the choices at head coach. I understand there's going to be some that want control. At some point, maybe, like you said, you just let the smart people take control and allow your team. If you really wanted to win, you'd be able to self-assess enough and say, this isn't working the way it's currently constructed, and we need to do something different. They're not doing that in Dallas, so they're always going to be spinning their tires in mediocrity. Yeah. You, know, you know when we should have realized they weren't serious people? And smart people, like, I mean, you know... Um, I mean, you guys, you guys have been on this, but what we should have realized, when we should have realized that they weren't serious people, is when they continued to bring back Jason Garrett. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean, we all knew he was yes. a bad coach and he was a weirdo, Scott like with the, with the clapping and whatnot. Yeah, but we, I don't think we knew how weird he was until, for whatever reason, NBC put him in our living rooms twice a week. Now it makes no sense. He's, None. He's the worst. Why is he always doing the? What's, why, what's so damn funny all the time with Jason Garrett? The worst call ever was, oh man, and as a Notre Dame fan, between him and Jack Collinsworth, like, we're watching Army-Navy, or Notre Dame's playing Navy to start the season, and his breakdown is, I think they're going to run here. (laughs) Yeah, they've been doing the same stuff since 1926. They don't have a quarterback that could complete a forward pass on the team. Jason, this is your breakdown. This guy was a head coach, so that just shows you that Dallas, not serious people. Mike McCarthy, good dude. Wants um, puppets. But, yeah, he's a, he's a puppet. Much more interested in, in selling out seats, getting mm-hmm. everybody excited, selling Don't get merch. me started on Dan Quinn. Hold on. Because who the hell would hire him as a head coach after yeah, that performance? Terrible. Getting cooked by Jordan Love on the road, and I love Jordan Love, in his first road start in the playoffs. So he, 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 he should not be anybody's head coach. He'll probably be All the right, coach so. in Seattle, though. There's a good chance they give him the job, so we'll see. James Coe going to take us through some props and DFS for the weekend next. It's BetMGM Tonight. 
Let the conversation continue with Ryan, Trista, and Nick and BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Ho, 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 wait a second. Why are the Wizards not wizarding right now, guys? Tied to 31 with the Knicks, 631 to go in the first half. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I don't like it at all. Not a fan. We're both uh, Knicks backers tonight. It's a big number, but they usually cover against bad teams. So far, Tom Thibodeau's got to lay down that iron fist at halftime, damn yeah. it. Yeah. Our man Isaiah Hardenstein, five rebounds already, which is great. He, he only just has, checked back in, thank you. Nice, because he only has two points, and if I would add the PNR, it's quite a bit higher than just the R portion. So I'm, I'm glad I made a mistake. You know what? Sometimes mistakes turn out to be the right things, exactly. like betting Stetson Bennett to have the first touchdown of the national championship that game was by incredible. mistake. That was <laughs> Might be one of the greatest mistakes ever. Or it's like when I bet Puka Nakua over receiving yards twice accidentally this past week. You're like, oh no. But two different books. Oh yes. But it worked out, and he the hit. So I didn't feel bad about you know not taking an alternate number. You know how that it happens? Even better. Is you yeah. like you see the book, Bet Jim, of course, your primary book, and you're like, where is it? I don't see it. Okay, let me go into there and bet MGM. Mm-hmm. Puka Nakua over yards. And you're like, oh, uh, you're in the other book. Oh, I didn't realize that. Or maybe you're in another state. Maybe you're in Virginia and then maybe you're in Maryland. That's what gets you is that sometimes it flips and you can't. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we've all had it. You can keep track of your bets, but every once in a while, every once in a while, there's the oopsie. I forgot I had that. The oopsie. Oopsie. You know who Corey Kispert looks like or reminds me of? You Who's know that? the guy in every sports movie? You know, like you cheer for the team that's obviously like the focal point of the movie, right? Mm. And then, but there's the villain, yeah. and he's usually like a white guy with a headband, and you hate him, and you yeah. hate his face. That's Corey Kispert. That's a guy that's going to be getting buckets at LA Fitness in Bethesda, Maryland, for for years. But uh, he'll be I don't, 55 years old. I don't just like getting him. Buckets. I don't know what it is, but I don't like him. I think it's I think it's just because I'm betting against the Wizards, and yeah, usually I'm... I bet on the Wizards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's your that's your thing, and you're not supposed to do it. And now tonight would have been the night, I guess, to do it. It's the first half, though, so we'll give it time. You know, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that halftime kind of switches things up. He's you balling know. too, Corey Kispert. Yeah, I mean, I hate him. He can shoot. Great head of hair too. Great hair. Does have good hair. I think he has ten in the first half. Yeah, I mean he's. He... <laughs> He's one of those guys where, like, you know, there's cer- certain role players out there where occasionally they can have just those big outbursts. Great shooters or do that. I mean, he's a good shooter. So that every once in a while, especially for a really bad Wizards team, and they're probably going to get worse because get ready. The trade deadline's in exactly three weeks, guys, less than three weeks, and there's going to be quite a bit of movement, it's sounding like, with a lot of teams realizing that uh, there's a lot of parity in the NBA right now, and a lot of teams have a lot of opportunities to make that happen. So, all right, we bring on Rob Brown. Rob's ready to go. Rob's good. Rob's good. Rob. Hey. Rob. Uh, so let's start with the NFL. How are you, sir? You got the white glasses on. I love it. Hair looks good. All right. You made it in just in time. Uh, NFL Divisional round this weekend. What game intrigues you the most, whether it's because of any sort of bet or it's just the matchup in general? Uh, first off, two things. I'm really glad I took my headband off before I came on because evil white guy <laughs> with a headband. Uh, also, yeah. I'm happy to answer all the questions you have. But before I do, Trista, Mike McCarthy, we're doing it again. Are we? Really? 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 I, if it was up to me, the answer would be no. I saw your segment with PJ when this got announced and three minutes of Trista Crick going into an open microphone. Yeah, that, it was just favorite part hey, of the Rob. week. Hey, Rob, when that was announced, I was on the show. It wasn't PJ, just so you know. Oh, sorry. Who? Okay. Listen, <laughs> if you think I wasn't focused on the tangible disappointment yes. on the face of Trista for that 60 oh, seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, you weren't the star. Yeah, you weren't the star. The one thing we know about this – 
well, one thing we know about this network is they love to feature us suffering when our teams do something bad. They do. They really love that on social media here. It's a it's a good thing they pay us the medium bucks, ladies and gentlemen. It really is. <laughs> uh, so division around. Uh, listen, I got to tell you, the Lions are fun. They're an emotional ride. Like it's always it always feels good to pull for the lovable losers when they can finally shed that title. Is it anybody else? that thinks that Tampa Bay bringing pressure on 85% of their snaps is yes. going to make life hell for Jared Goff, right? Like, yes. I like Jared Goff mm -hmm. a lot, but Jared Goff is not 24 anymore. He is getting on up there. If Jalen Hurts couldn't get away from Tampa doing what Tampa did under Todd Bowles over and over and over, it's going to be tough. And yes, they do have a couple of very good receivers in St. Rob Brown and assuming, hopefully, fingers crossed, that Sam Laporte is closer to 100%. I like this offense. And I know the Eagles just had what might have been the greatest single-season meltdown in NFL history, but it feels to me like the Bucs bringing as much pressure as they do could be a nightmare for Detroit. I'm also going to tell you, that game has the second highest over under total of the four this weekend. Like, I smashed the under today. Like, I'm grabbing it now before it moves down because I think it's going to move down the closer we get to the weekend. I really feel like Tampa Bay, as much as they are the weakest team remaining in terms of regular season performance, like, I feel like Tampa's the team that could go in and break Detroit's heart this weekend. Yeah, I agree with that, unfortunately, and I love the Lions. The one player who the Eagles did have go absolutely bonkers was Devontae Smith. Even with Jalen Hurts looking pedestrian, even with all that pressure, so does that mean you'd still back Amonra St. Brown, or is there another receiver that you think has a better matchup against the Bucks? No, I actually, I will bounce him. I will back him, pardon me. I will back him because he had a comment that, I don't know if it flew under the radar or people just didn't care, but when the Pro Bowl vote came out, like it felt like he kind of built a grudge, like he had a chip on his shoulder. Part of the reason I, I bet hard on the Detroit money line last weekend was because of the emotion and because Jared Goff was going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder because he wanted to flip the middle finger to the Rams after all this time, and justifiably so, and because you knew Ford Field was going to be electric for their first home playoff game in 31 years. Well, this is now their second home playoff game, and I'm not saying the Lions fans aren't going to be full throat, but like the emotion and the energy in that building, it's very hard to replicate what it felt like last week and Jared Goff doesn't have the chip on his shoulder. I mean, maybe he does. Like, maybe he's still playing to prove that, yeah, I'm still a Super Bowl-caliber quarterback. But when you're dialed in like he was dialed in last week to specifically take down a team, you're going to get the best out of him, and I think we did. Uh, Brown is still a guy that I think can come up with a big game because I think Tampa Bay's secondary is suspect. That's part of the reason that they're going to bring so many guys so many times. But you got to equal that out with Jared Goff is not able to move around like Jalen Hurts is, and Jalen Hurts could not move around. So I think you're probably going to see the overhit because there's going to be that one or two, you know, 35, 40, 45, 50 yard big plays to Sam Rob Brown. But I don't think that is going to be something consistent out of Detroit. This is one of those games, y'all, that I, I hate cliches in sports. They drive me crazy, but offense sells tickets, defense sells championships. 
it feels like Tampa Bay has a little bit of an edge. And if you can get them, I think that what was that line at like eight and a half points. If you can get them there, take them there, kids. What do you think about Kansas City Buffalo? This is the reason why we have the uh, new overtime rule in the National Football League. <laughs> and we got the uh, Chiefs two and a half point dogs. It was three, but it was weird where you had to pay minus 120. So it was always really two and a half. Totals 45 and a half. What do you like? Mahomes is a dog or the Bills to finally get it done at home? Uh, I got I got to go with Josh Allen, man. Like, has he the last three weeks not look like the Josh Allen we expected him to see, right? Like, he looks like he's clicked. And I think that... If you're in the headset, Josh, uh, the, the 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 mind space that Josh Allen's in right now, you got to know this is a legacy game for you, right? Because right now, Mahomes owns your ass in the playoffs, and everybody knows it right now. He's got you two in a row. This is a legacy game for Josh Allen. If he wants to continue to be not labeled Dak Prescott in the playoffs, he's got to beat Mahomes. And to do it at home, to have all the advantages he has not had the two times he's gone to Kansas City, he's got to take advantage of that. And I think you saw the last two weeks of the playoffs, I think you saw Buffalo kind of hit their stride. Like, I, I feel like they kind of clicked. So I'm riding hard with Buffalo. Look, Kansas City looked good last week against Miami, but we also saw Miami the last few weeks of the season as much fun as I had watching Mike McDaniel be an absolute dork all year, and I say that as a total compliment because I'm also a raging dork who admits it, they were fun, they were electric, but they weren't good. And, and, and we can blame that on injuries for Miami. We can blame it on playing in negative 2,000 degrees, which is BS, dome the stadiums, I'm tired of snow games, we'll put that aside for a minute. But they weren't good, and they played poorly. And Kansas City took advantage of that Miami is not Buffalo. That's why Buffalo won the division. That's why Buffalo's hosting this game. I like the Bills at the house, and I like the cover. Well, well I was going to ask you something totally different, Rob, but now you're talking about snow games and slandering snow games, one of the great traditions this time of year in the NFL. Football you're out, out on snow games. Listen, I don't want to know what team is better at staying warm. I don't want to know what team is better at hanging on to a slippery football. I don't know want to know what team is better at making sure their trainers get those big goofy-ass jackets on the players as quickly as they can when they come off the field. I want to know who the better football team is. Football games should be won by the better football team, and in snow games, they're not. They're won by the team that is better at handling the weather. Well, if that's what we want to do, then let's ship these guys down to Antarctica and let's see who can survive in a, in, a, in a game of Survivor. No, I hate snow games. I despise cold weather games. Every By decree, every NFL stadium that is constructed from this point until America Falls should have a freaking dome over it. It's easy. They do it all the time. Put a dome on them, damn it. Well, apparently they've uh, they've polled all of the Buffalo Bills fans and and also uh, the season ticket holders, and they prefer not to have a dome because they're tough as nails. So they're getting, I think, like um, <laughs> some sort of canopy, and then things are going to be open. I don't know. All I know is one of the coldest games I've ever been to in my life was the Bills Cincinnati Bengals game in the playoffs last year in Buffalo. I'm going this weekend. Hopefully, there's going to be no condensation because it's really. That, that gets you very cold. I don't think we've touched on the Texans-Ravens matchup a ton. Just wanted to get your thoughts on whether C.J. Stroud is going to be able to pick apart one of the best defenses in the league because he wasn't able to week one, but a lot's changed since then. 
Let's start with this. As far as the Bills Mafia goes, I love them. They're a blast. But maybe, maybe, let's not take life advice from people who jump off of conversion fans through tables in parking lots. Like, that's, that's their fun thing. Maybe let's not take advice from people who WWE table ladders and chairs themselves for entertainment. All right? I'll leave that there. Uh, I like CJ Stroud a lot. I really do. Kid can play. Do I think he's going to have success against Baltimore? Yeah. I think he, for a lot of the reasons that Lamar is going to have success, it is because of the athletic ability and the ability to expend plays. And, oh, by the way, Nico Collins is a gangster, y'all. I love this dude. I love what he did last weekend. But the Ravens are too good. I went chalk coming into this. I grabbed Ravens 49ers in week 17 as my Super Bowl matchup. I got them at 12 to 1. That number is now down to like 475 or something like that. 5 to 1 at some books. The Ravens are too good and they hit their stride at the right time. I love the Texans, but the Texans are a year, maybe two ahead of schedule. I love D'Amico Ryans. They're a year or two ahead of schedule. They are playing with house money. Hey, maybe they make it weird. They break out the gadgets. They break out the stuff we haven't seen yet. But there there comes a point deep in the playoffs, guys, where sometimes you just got to ride with the better football team. And Baltimore's just a better overall football team right now. So I'm on Baltimore, and I know we haven't gotten to San Francisco Green Bay yet either, but I'm taking San Francisco in the cover for the same reason. I love Jordan Love. He deserves a ton of respect for everything that he fought through, all the criticism he's taken for the past two years to get this team into the playoffs, to win a playoff game on the road at the one stadium that was supposed to be a fortress. All the credit, but sometimes better football teams just win. That's San Francisco, and that's Baltimore this weekend. Sorry, Rob, I was allergic to that BS take. Packers by 30. No, I'm kidding. I'm with you, too. San Francisco alt-lines. Since I've been born, they have not beat them. Sorry, Tristan. Really quick follow-up. I just got this sent to me. Chiefs possibly bracing for a legendary head coach Andy Reid retirement. Uh, what would that Whoa. change for you in this handicap? He's retiring before the for the game? After the game, <laughs> Oh, That's... After the loss. He's saying that the Bills are going to win. Maybe that changes things. It's, it's interesting because you get the whole the boys are playing for the guy kind of thing, right? But emotion at the level of the NFL carries you ever so far, right? Like emotion can get you through a first quarter. Maybe it can get you through a half. But at some point, even when you're out there trying to win one for the Gipper, eventually you still got to play football. Eventually you got to X's and O's. Eventually you got to execute. And I, I at home in the cold, playing in front of Bill's Mafia, and with Josh Allen having hit his stride. I mean, what Josh Allen did to the Dolphins that last week of the season, that's when I was like, all right, that's the dude. Like, that's the guy we want. And again, yes, maybe the Chiefs are playing for Andy Reid. Maybe he's went to the team in top super secret fashion and said, boys, I'm out, win or lose, I'm done, and they're emotional, whatever. But you don't think that the guys in Buffalo feel that way about their quarterback against Patrick Mahomes, right? It's a legacy game for him. They're going to be up for Josh Allen, too. I'm taking the Bills to cover. If we have Andy Reid retire after all of the other coaching shockers this offseason, I mean, it just at this point, anything's possible. Rob Brown, always good to talk to you, buddy. You guys are the best. Thanks. My hair does look good. At the Rob Brown Show on Twitter. See you next it Thursday. <laughs> Proper flop coming up. Bet MGM tonight. Play action for Stroud. Good protection. Loads it up. Fires downfield. Excellent touch. 
perfectly delivered. Touchdown, Dalton Schultz. Stroud strikes again for 37 yards. Fourth and a long yard. Two for the touchdown. Goff looking to throw. Throws back to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit again. We're back with Trista, Ryan, and Nick on BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Well, Jared Goff is the favorite to have the most passing yards this weekend out of every divisional game, plus 425 at BetMGM. CJ Stroud, third shortest odds, 5-1. to one. Of course, he threw for 274 against Cleveland. We know what he's done throughout the season as well. So that's kind of one of the more interesting markets if you kind of go off book a little bit, not like the mainstream bets that are there. Most passing yards during the divisional round this weekend. Jared Goff at plus 425. Interesting. I kind of like... Um... There's a couple of players. I like Mayfield at plus 700. Mm -hmm. We talked about that when we did our our mock draft or our snake draft last night in terms of like, I think I took, I think I took uh, Baker third, either third or fourth, I forget. And you saw what Matthew Stafford did uh, against the Lions. Yeah. There's no, I don't think that Baker Mayfield, whether he's injured or not, isn't going to be able indoors to be able to put up some of those same numbers. I would not be shocked if Baker Mayfield put up uh, 350 passing. You took him last, T. You took him last. Took him last. Yes. Took him last. No, now you're talking my language. We mm-hmm. talked about this a little bit earlier this week, so um, I bet it. So seven to one. So um, you did that, okay? Yeah, it actually opened nine to one oh, for really? Baker. Yeah, so he's taking a little bit of money. We got nine to one. Um, I just really like this matchup, man. Yeah, Cam same. Sutton. If you're into Pro Football Focus grades, I know uh, JJ Watts not. Uh, he has a uh, <laughs> 55.6 coverage grade, and he's five foot eleven. Mike Evans had the drop. Usually, Mike Evans, if he costs you money one week, bounces back the next. So I really like that, and uh, I think Baker's going to be able to cook against that pass defense. I don't think Tampa's going to be able to run the ball. Um, and if you go back to that first matchup, I know they only scored six points, but they were trying to at least push the ball down the field. Baker looked a little bit healthier than I thought he was. So, I mean, as a flyer, I don't hate that at all. And Tampa's defense has been pretty good in terms of why not to back golf. Mm-hmm. James Coe, who was on the show just last segment, go listen to the podcast for his full analysis. He he put it pretty simply that, you know, Jared Goff under pressure hasn't always been very good, especially, you know, when that pressure's coming. So, yeah, I, I actually like Mayfield. Even if the odds were 100, like the same, you know, if even if it was 7-1 to one and 7-1, to one, I think I'd still take Mayfield. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Goff's priced the right way, right? He Makes should have sense. a nice matchup here. Yeah. You know? Indoors, at home. Yeah. You know, that's how he, he plays well there. They love being there, so. Yeah, like Purdy's priced about right going against Green Bay and that soft zone coverage. Uh, but I don't hate the price for Jordan Love either. I don't think that's a really good matchup for Green Bay. I did bet the Niners in the game. Right. But, I mean, Green Bay and Pass Pro, they have the number two offensive line protecting the quarterback. So if they could take some shots down the field, that's the one way that you could attack San Francisco's sec- uh, secondary. They're not going to be able to do what they did against Dallas in the middle of the field. But I think they could push the ball down the field. I would like that more than I would like Stroud. I have to Same. disagree. Um with James on the Stroud stuff, just because I know he looked really good in his first playoff game. That, that was game indoors. was at home. Yeah, indoors. And you look at the Browns' home road splits, much different defense when they were on the road. Now he has to come here to Baltimore. I say here because I'm from Maryland, of course. And <laughs> I want to see what the weather looks like. Not only because I bet the under, now we're at 43 and a half, I might have to come back around. Well, we're getting sl- snow tomorrow. Yeah, we know we tomorrow know it's yeah. going to snow. So if we get a windy game going against Baltimore's defense, like if you look at the Texans, I know it's the regular season, and I know they're a much different team than they were to start the year. We already saw this matchup week one, and they scored nine points in C.J. Stroud's first game. 
But on the road, they're four and four this season, and they only average 19 points per game. That's why their team total is 18 and a half. I think Stroud might struggle, man. He struggles against man coverage. He struggles when he's under pressure. He's quarterback number 42. And Cleveland wasn't able to get any pressure. But I do think Baltimore is going to be able to, so even without Marlon Humphrey. in the weather, weather in Baltimore on Saturday, about 24 degrees, partly cloudy, 17-mile-an-hour winds. Yeah, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything with Stroud. And yeah. I actually, what I did in that game, uh, Ravens minus six and a half first half. Best first half team yeah, in all football. Exactly. First three quarters, number one in point differential. I could see the Texans making that game, making that a game if it's a low-scoring game, if they're able to get something going on the ground. They're going to have to run the ball, and they just they don't really like to do so. So I don't like that matchup. That's why I do like the Baker Mayfield, even the Jordan Love passing yards. Uh, I said it when I came in here. The receiving yards, I like the Debo Samuel 20-1 to look, and I like George Kittle against Green Bay, against that defense. I think both of those guys are going to eat against Joe Barry's soft I agree. coverage. So, but Mike Evans is tempting, too, like I said, for most receiving yards. There's some there's some good props out there for this weekend. Yeah, and it's interesting. I mean, if you think about the Bucks too, there's a chance maybe they're down early, right? You know, they go out and there's a deficit. They've, they've got a face. Yeah. And then they're throwing themselves back in the game as time goes on, right? Detroit goes up 10 nothing or something, let's say. And you're in that spot where it's like, we can't run the football anyway. You're normally not a good running team, so now it's going to be even worse when you're playing from behind. So it's just crazy to think about that because the roller coaster of Baker Mayfield this entire year, you got to think, even against Carolina, they put up nine points, and he threw for 137. Yep. Then he throws for a 337 against yeah. Philadelphia. He threw for 309 against New Orleans, 283 against Jacksonville, 381 against Green Bay. So you've had, generally, over the last few games, good performances from Baker Mayfield throwing the football. It was just that stinker against Carolina that they won, but they couldn't do anything offensively. And he was banged up. We had no idea you mm-hmm. know, whether he was even going to be a full go in that game. So. Baker, We've seen Baker play hurt a lot. And oh, it's yeah. usually not pretty. Like, I, I know that's what that's what get like that's what endears him like to his teammates, right? They love him because of that. He plays through injuries he's and he's guy. hurt. And he's a, yeah, he's a football yeah. guy. Yeah. Problem is, is that it kind of hurts teams a lot when he's on the field. I mean, that that was how things kind of ended in Cleveland. So it'll be interesting to see what Lamar Jackson looks like too after two weeks off. I think that's I I I, I don't have a problem with the price the way that it is, only because there's a chance he's probably running the football a lot. I mean, we know he's a dual threat quarterback. Same thing with Josh Allen. Josh Allen's also got a matchup against the, you know a really good defense in Kansas tough. City. Yeah, it's tough. But like, yeah. I. Like, are you, Tristan, I talked about this a little bit yesterday. Are you more of a believer in rest or rust? Or do you, does it depend on the type of player that that's being involved with it? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on the type of player and, like, the injuries this time of season. With Lamar, I mean, I would have rather seen him not play. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that he didn't play, especially yeah. because we had the MVP yep. locked up because of the way that he uses his legs. See, that's what that's why this, this is uh, going to be really interesting this weekend, though, because if you're making the case, like, really quick, like, that's a good question because I was talking about that today with Josh Allen. The Bills, I think that could work in their favor and, and in his favor, even though he's like a little bit beat up, just because every game really since week 13 has been has a playoff been, game. Has been must win, mm-hmm. except for week 18. That should have been, I mean, it was for the division, but that should have been if Miami or, you know, if they didn't have a bunch of luck. I mean, that should have been like for the Bills to get into the playoffs or at least for better seating. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's worked both ways too, though. Like, uh, I'll use Green Bay as an example. The only time they ever won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, they had to win out like the last eight weeks of the season just to get in, and that was like a mar- uh, magic carpet ride. But also, like then we saw them rest their starters week 18 and lose to the Giants when Eli yep. Manning came to Lambeau Field. You know, so I think it's worked both ways. Um, I mean, if you're hot, you want to stay hot. You want to stay on the field. But 
Yeah. And that's what Baltimore is, and that's what they were. Mm-hmm. But when you've got Lamar injury issues and the team is just a, obviously a very different team when he's not on the field or not completely healthy, you probably want to get him fully right. Yeah. You probably want to keep guys like OBJ coming back from a big injury, right? That's a massive one. You've got uh, Zay Flowers, who was banged up. Your running back room hasn't been very healthy. So it makes sense why they kept at least the starters on offense out. Uh, yeah. of the game. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it was actually a no. I mean, it was it was something you had to do, right? It was kind of that necessary evil of taking the risk of maybe there's going to be some rust. Yeah. But I mean, Lamar hasn't played a playoff game in a couple of years anyway, so it's not like we're sitting here going, "Well, the guy played in you know, like Brock Purdy's played in a you know, playoff game more recently yeah. than Lamar Jackson right like, now." Usually, Kansas City at least plays their starters week eighteen, uh, week you know week seventeen. Previously, they usually at least play them for like a half to keep mm-hmm. them fresh, and I get that. But man, in today's league. Why would why like you haven't had Lamar Jackson in the playoffs the oh, last couple of years? Yeah, so why man. get him hurt? Could you like imagine? You know what I mean? Like I know Sam Laporta played in that game, but they got him hurt, and they got Cleve Raymond hurt week eighteen in a game that really didn't make a whole lot of sense for them being out there. The injuries that the Ravens have had over the years, not That's just insane. Lamar Jackson, but everybody else, yeah. that team is so traumatized <laughs> from all of those injury reports that got longer and longer and longer, like some an Egyptian scroll that unraveled yeah. every single week. And then you got to think, too, on top of that, think of Harbaugh at the podium every single week talking about Lamar Jackson last year. And then you could tell it got to a point where he was frustrated. And you could tell that it wasn't, like there were things going on behind the scenes that maybe he could have played. And he just didn't want to talk about it anymore. To get to this point now where they have Lamar Jackson and this offense healthy, it's absolutely a no-brainer that you don't play anybody that week. But you do run that risk of now, at least maybe in the first half. I mean, look, maybe this is even a situation there where, you know, you're, you're fading Baltimore in the first half. Yeah. Like maybe you kind of go that route. They look a little sluggish until halftime and things start to click in the because players are like their lives are based on routines you need that routine you talk about like the Chiefs always playing at least the first half last week of the season even if everything was clinched it's just to get guys into that pregame routine get them out there get a few hits in and don't play the entire time but again it's one play one play risks everything that's what makes it so tough though is because the Ravens first quarter and first halves They've been monsters against the spread. Yep. So you have to try to figure out in your mind, do you want to continue to roll with that trend? Mm-hmm. Or are you worried about the rust? Everybody has to make their own decisions, right? So, yeah, that's a tough one, considering that I kind of like the Ravens in this spot first half. And Me then too. you look at week one, and actually the the Texans, even with a, a rookie C.J. Stroud in his first game, I want to say they were only down by three in the first half, something like that. Yeah, I mean the score was the final score was twenty to nine. Yeah, week one. Yeah, it was a pretty close first half. I was a little worried because I bet the Ravens. I thought, is this a trap? I'm a big CJ Stroud guy. <laughs> I don't know how good he's going to be his rookie year. And I mean, because they were a five and a half win team. That was their win total coming into the year. Houston, D'Amico Ryan's actually got six years because in Houston it's usually like you're one and done or two and done. They have they have to. I was thinking they have to thank Lovey Smith for this. Yeah. Lovey Smith saved yes. that organization. They mm-hmm. saved them from themselves. If, if they were yes. to win a Super Bowl ring, I would argue that Lovey Smith <laughs> deserves should have a, a ring. Super Bowl ring. I agree. <laughs> Caleb Williams better be awesome. I know we'll talk about that later because they could have had C.J. Stroud, Chicago that is, and the Carolina Panthers probably made a big, big mistake. I think they did make a big mistake. What I want to see in this game, in the Baltimore game, I don't. I would worry about the rust if like Mike McCarthy was the head coach, but with John Harbaugh. I think this team's going to be prepared, man. And Lamar hasn't been in the playoffs the last couple of years. He's fully healthy, as healthy as he could be. Right. Worry a little bit about like the Humphrey injury, but 
Yeah, man. I think with that defense, which is historically good, C.J. Stroud making his first road start in the playoffs. They're not the best road team. I think Mike McDonald's going to have the perfect game plan. We I also got to remember, he saw C.J. Stroud in college, too. Like, he's he knows him. I think they're going to see a ton of man. Um, but, man, what I want is Mark Andrews props. I know Same. he's hurt, and I know it's going to mm-hmm. be windy, but the Texans can't cover the middle of the field with those linebackers. Likely props are, are there as well. I like that. Everything right now off the board for the tight ends. I have no idea why. So I might have to play some Zay Flowers. He did torch him uh, week one. Zay Flowers has been just so important to that offense this year. They finally drafted a wide receiver that's going to work. Uh, The Athletics' Ben Standig up next. It's BetMGM Tonight.